Some good news for the Missouri football defense coupled with some potentially bad news for the Missouri football offense. Plus, it sure seems like some people just cannot let go of this Missouri-Kansas Bowl kerfuffle. So let's talk about all that and more coming up right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hail you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. Thanks for making this show your first listen, and thanks for sending a fellow true son or daughter over to LockedOnMizzou.com for all of your pertinent links. And you know what, normally I start with the tease, of course, at the top of the show, but I have to say, a lot of sad events here around Mizzou Nation the last few days, including cornerback, former Missouri cornerback John Gibson, was reportedly killed this past Friday in Houston. Gary Pinkle on Twitter said, I am very shocked and saddened to learn the news about the loss of John Gibson. JG was an outstanding football player for Mizzou and a great teammate, played with passion and a fearless attitude and was an important part of a couple championship teams. I pray that his family can find peace and comfort in this difficult time. And indeed, Gibson was an important part of some really important and memorable Missouri teams played 49 games from 2013 to 2016. And well, the young man also leaves behind four children as well. So just a truly tragic event there. And also Najib Eccles, former Missouri basketball player died as well. Najib, I saw on campus many times. We were the exact same age. And, you know, just a shocking thing to hear about there. Obviously, one of the big time recruits for Quinn Snyder back in the day. His mother was a member of Earth, Wind, and Fire, famously. Also, was a back at Whitney Young High School in Chicago. Also, just coincidentally, happened to be a, a high school teammate of Dennis Gates as well. So, a lot of interesting connections there so how life sort of comes full circle but yeah unfortunately Najib Eccles no longer with us thoughts and prayers out to his family of course and of course we lost Mike Leach since I lost since I last recorded this program as well so a lot of sad things to acknowledge there up at the top but you know what there was at least some good news for the Missouri football program. Awkward transition there, of course, but we got to talk about sports. And fortunately for the Tigers, Chris Abrams' drain is officially coming back for the 2023 season. And all indications are, I think Ennis Rakestraw is going to be back with him. And I think, if we can just assume that Rakestraw is coming back as well, and I will for the purposes, at least of this discussion, you get both of those guys back. To me, almost... I shouldn't say no matter what happens up front, but I think Missouri can reload up front. If you have those two guys on the outside shutting down SEC caliber wide receivers on a pretty consistent basis, that is a heck of a start for any defense right there. No question about it. Also, Jaden Jernigan, the transfer last season from Oklahoma State, he's back on that interior line as well, so that's certainly a boost 
for the Missouri or the Missouri front that is going to lose a lot of different people. But of course, on the other side, as there often is in the transfer portal, this one doesn't have anything to do with the portal. But Bush Hamden, a guy who many speculated might be the next offensive coordinator officially at Missouri, Hamden did take over play calling duties for the last few weeks of the season. But guess what? This is a bit of a surprise. He's now off to Boise State to be their offensive coordinator. So assuming Drinkwitz is going to find an offensive coordinator, he'd probably better move pretty quickly after the bowl game, I would say. But on one hand, this is a very surprising move. Hamden actually took a bit of a pay cut, it would seem, to go to Boise State. But then you look a little bit farther into it and you realize that, oh, this is actually Hamden's alma mater. He gets an opportunity to be an offensive coordinator, work with his former teammate, Boise State head coach, Andy Avalos. And, you know, it makes a lot more sense then. Boise's a long way from Missouri. Maybe the guy just wanted to jump at this opportunity to be a little bit closer to his part of the world. But I will say that losing Hamden feels like a bit of a blow. It felt like Missouri's offense had taken off a bit at the end of the season with that change. And also, if you're a Brady Cook supporter, I guess, I think it's notable that Bush Hamden, maybe one of Cook's biggest supporters and believers on that staff. And it seemed like Cook played his best football the last few weeks of the season. I think almost all of us could see that. But one thing, speaking of the quarterback room really quickly, hot take folks, quarterback is really, really hard. And there just aren't that many good ones. Even in the Southeastern conference, I think you could say you could be nice and say maybe half the league likes who their starter is. Again, that's that's probably being pretty kind, to be honest with you, to even say half. You've got guys like Anthony Richardson who have been inconsistent, I would say, at best during their college career, and yet those type of guys have NFL prospects and, and could be two second-day kind of picks. So again, that just speaks to how difficult this position is, and Back to Brady Cook, I think with the improvement that he showed at the end of last season, or really so far, just at a quick glance at the quarterback transfer portal landscape, there's only really two guys that I would strongly, strongly consider bringing into the fold. And that's Grayson McCall from Coastal Carolina, and of course, Devin, don't call me Dennis Leary, as I did a couple weeks ago. Yes, Devin Leary from North Carolina State. Those guys I would take in a heartbeat, for sure, without question. Here's your scholarship. Just sign it and send it back to me whenever you want. But as for the rest of the guys in the portal, guys like JT Daniels, a guy that Missouri kicked the tires on last offseason, a guy who's transferred now multiple times, I'm just not as interested in that type of player. You know, if you're looking for a depth piece, especially if for whatever reason you lose a, a Jabari Johnson, if you lose that guy for some reason, you know, he was a big Hamden guy as well in terms of recruiting. If, you know, I'm not speculating that's going to happen. I'm just saying if that happened, I could definitely see an argument for adding a depth piece more at quarterback. But for me, next year, 
if it's not McCall and if it's not Leary, I'm okay with going into the season with Brady Cook, Sam Horn, and Jabari Johnson. I really am. Even though Jabari Johnson's a true freshman, hey, if you're down to your third string emergency quarterback, the season's probably gone off the rails anyway. And coming up, yes, we have to once again address the Liberty Bowl matchup that never was. Missouri against Kansas, the Liberty Bowl executive director has now weighed in. So yes, more red meat for the Kansas City sports talk market and me as well. Let's be real. So we got to talk a little bit more about that and hopefully we'll be done with that topic forever. But first, today's episode is brought to you by NHTSA. You're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many as the evening comes to an end and people start to head out. You think of calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. You can make it home okay. No big deal. What are the odds you'll be pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst can happen? An insurance spike? Lose your license? Lose your job? Maybe total your car? Kill someone? Well, everyone knows about the risks of drunk driving. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on the roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again, play it safe, and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. Thanks for making Locked On Mizzou your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Lost. No, not the confusing ABC drama, but Locked On Sports Today from the big games to the big stories go beyond the box and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. That's Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and of course, wherever you get finer podcasts. And in a take that I'm sure everyone on 810 in KC is just going wild for right now. The director of the Liberty Bowl, the executive director, I should say, said, quote, no matter what all that baloney was about Missouri not wanting to play Kansas, we had some choices. We wanted to have the matchup of Kansas versus Arkansas. Well, that seems pretty definitive, doesn't it? Now, I will say it's easy to point out that maybe this guy is just talking his book here. He has no real reason to cover for Mizzou, if you will, if that's where your mind is going on this thing. But certainly, he doesn't want to squash the idea that, well, this this wasn't our first choice. Of course, we'd love to have Kansas versus Arkansas. That's what we really wanted. Oh, okay. I can understand why some people might go, "Hmm, which of those matchups is actually more appealing on paper? I'm I'm not totally sure. And I will say that Brett McMurphy is certainly doubling down. The sources that I talk to within the university, well, they're not backing down on their original stance that it certainly wasn't Missouri and Eli Drinkwood's preference to play Kansas. Whatever you believe is fine with me. At this point, I don't really care. I'm beyond it. I really am. But here's the hilarious part to me. 
Just the idea that anybody who is a Kansas Jayhawk fan, and by the way, how you doing, Kansas Jayhawk fans? It's been nice to see you enjoying college football again after over a decade. That's the hilarious part to me, that all of you would have the gall after putting up one 6-6 six and six season in the last decade plus. Suddenly, you're going to puff your chest out and act like literally anyone is afraid to play the Kansas Jayhawks? Let's just stop that notion right now. And speaking of controversies that I would be more than happy to move on from, yes, it's Isaiah Mosley, everybody. My goodness. If we could just get him on the court and move past whatever's happening, nobody would be happier than me, other than, well, perhaps Mosley himself. I have no doubt about that. And possibly get Dennis Gates, too. I will say... I did find out some new information since I was in the arena for the Missouri-Kansas game, didn't hear the broadcast. Well, apparently, Jimmy Dykes, who was doing the game, said, for one thing, it's a bit of a concern that Isaiah Mosley has gotten no time in practice the last two days or in this game because he is a bona fide scorer. Now, the new information there to me is that Mosley had not practiced in the two games leading up to Kansas. And that does suggest that this is a personal issue of some sort. This isn't basketball-related. This isn't disciplinary-related. It wouldn't seem with Mosley being on the bench, having his warm-up top off, warming up, and seeming like he's very much able to be put in the basketball game. My big complaint with Dennis Gates is, why did he go away from the original messaging of saying it's a personal issue? If that's the case, then okay. If somebody asks again, then say, sorry, it's just a personal issue. We're not going to comment on it. To me, what he did after the Kansas game was open up an avenue for wild speculation. That was my big complaint, and my goodness, I was certainly right about that. We've seen wild, wild speculation all over the internet about Mosley's situation, and I have absolutely no idea what's going on. But I will say that Dave Matter, who's a lot more locked in on this stuff than I am, who's an actual reporter and goes out there and gets sources and all this stuff, he's saying if the secondhand stuff he's heard is actually true, he's not revealing anything. But if it is true, well, then people would be a lot more sympathetic to what Mosley's going through. So I obviously want to be very careful here. If it's a personal issue, then it absolutely is none of our business He doesn't owe us an explanation. So I just want to say that I am very, very sympathetic to all Missouri fans who are frustrated by this situation. I think it all comes from a good place, though. I think people were excited about Mosley, just seeing him, you know, being the prodigal son, returning home to Columbia and hopefully playing some great basketball. I think that's what we all want to see. But at the same time, Missouri fans, slow your roll on the wild speculation, I would say. And boy, this has been a episode of Locked on Mizzou full of controversial topics. Well, former Missouri football coach Barry Odom, of course, now the new head football coach at UNLV. He hired himself an offensive coordinator, one that is, well, would have been very controversial a few years ago. Not so much now. In fact, I, I like the move for Barry quite a bit. So let's talk about that. But first, today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online, your number one source for sports betting info, stats, 
news, and analysis. And damn it, they even have podcasts too. That's just what I need. More more competition in the sports podcast space. But you know what? I do approve of their odds making. I will say that. Everything from pro football to college bowl season, of course, basketball, the World Cup, they've got you all covered at betonline.net, the, no doubt the fastest and easiest way to get all of your betting information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more at BetOnline, where the game starts. Well, Missouri is still looking for an offensive coordinator. At least that's what we're assuming, right? But as Missouri's search continues, Barry Odom has found a new offensive coordinator, and it's a big-time name, Bobby Petrino. Of course, the former coach of Louisville. Of course, the the Grover Cleveland of Louisville with non-consecutive terms there. Also head coach for one season with the Atlanta Falcons, but also famously with the Arkansas Razorbacks, where Barry Odom was the defensive coordinator this past season. Not under Bobby Petrino, of course, but there's the Arkansas connection. And also the last three seasons, Petrino has been the head coach with Missouri State. So this is obviously a return to football bowl subdivision for Petrino. And I think this is a great move by Barry Odom. I really do. Obviously, Petrino's time in Arkansas ended in much controversy. He had an affair with a volleyball player there and got into a a, a motorcycle accident, yada, yada, yada. Well, apparently the public at large has forgiven him or forgotten or whatever. So to me, the risk here is pretty low for a guy who's still regarded as one of the fine offensive minds in the sport. I think a return to being an offensive coordinator here, perhaps at the end of Petrino's career, is just what the doctor ordered. He actually hasn't been a coordinator since in 20 years. And perhaps the head coaching part, maybe that's just done with Petrino. Maybe he just needs to lock himself in a room and study offense for a while. Because let's face it, in this day and age, head coaching has completely changed in so many ways since Petrino last coached Division I football in 2018. And by the way, that Louisville program, I think maybe there was a lot of deficiencies there that were that were overshadowed by the presence of, of course, the great quarterback, Heisman Trophy winner, and current Baltimore Raven, Lamar Jackson. I just think Jackson's presence there when you have that kind of, you know, once in a generation talent in college there in Jackson, I just think it's going to make you look a lot better. However, I just think for a coordinator, I think there's still maybe some some juice in that orange to be squeezed, if you will. To me, it's a low risk proposition if you're Barry Odom, but a high reward one, and that's kind of the thing you have to do. When's the last time UNLV has ever been good at football? I don't think they've ever been good in my lifetime. Maybe they had a, I'm sure they've made a bowl here and there, but UNLV is basically a joke. Sure, it's big time football. It's the highest, it's FBS, but if you're going to, if you're going to win at UNLV, you better take some shots. So I actually like it. And if you're going to make all the Sin City and Bobby Petrino jokes you want, maybe that part will fizzle out. But to me, I think the upside is worth the reward and it's an interesting move and a bold one by Barry Odom. 
And finally, Missouri basketball will, of course, look to get back on track on Sunday against Central Florida, a semi-away game there, I would say. It's a neutral site, but it is in Florida, so a tough matchup for Missouri, a pretty even matchup on paper, and sort of like the Wichita State game, definitely a contrast in styles. Missouri, the sixth fastest team in the country by one metric. By that same metric, UFC, or UCF, excuse me, not UFC, UCF. We're not talking about Patty the Batty. We're talking basketball here. No, UCF is one of the absolute slowest teams in the country in the 350s in terms of adjusted tempo. So again, it's going to be interesting to see. Did Kansas expose some stuff from some weaknesses in Missouri's defense? Will UCF be able to expose them. Will they be able to take advantage in the same way that the Jayhawks were able to? Will Missouri be able to adjust? What adjustments will they make? All going to be really interesting stuff to see. If Missouri bounces back and wins a a semi-away ball game, after that, you know, let's face it, a humiliating loss in a a pumped-up atmosphere, it's going to be a little bit of a come-down. If they can come back and get a a road win, a semi-road win there, I'll be really impressed. And Also, it's this time of year, by the way, a week from today, bragging rights, St. Louis, Missouri, Illinois, so a lot of fun basketball heading your way, and we'll be covering it for you right here on Locked on Mizzou. And thanks for making Locked on Mizzou your first listen today. For your next listen, check out Locked on Sports today, the big stories, instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's available on Odyssey, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. So, until next time, I'm John Miller, and thanks for listening to Locked on Mizzou. Locked on Mizzou.